Um, continuing with the film music theme, there's one of the 70s electronic artists that I can't, I haven't really fit in anywhere else. I've obviously done a lot of film music, but it's usually with artists that have also produced work independently of film. But this particular artist produced work just for film and just for his own films. And it's John Carpenter. Learning about music by hanging around recording sessions in Nashville with his father, who was a session musician, Carpenter found that he was the cheapest and best that was available when he came to make his low-budget genre films in the 70s. His little medley of his 70s film music, beginning with Dark Star.
some classic film music by John Carpenter there. Uh, it began with Dark Star Suite uh, from 1974, the main theme from Assault on Precinct 13 from 76, and finishing up, of course, with Halloween from 78. Finally, in this little film music section, some music from a TV show. In 1966, Peter Thomas composed the music for the first German sci-fi show, Space Patrol Orion, using a self-developed synth he called the Thoviophon. Unfortunately, I've not been able to get any additional information about that synth, but here it is in action in three short extracts from the album Warp Back to Earth. Tracks by Peter Thomas. First was EKG, second was Galaxy Fallout, and finished with Synthesizer's Melody. And as far as I can tell, they're all from that TV series, which was from 1966. And in fact, that last track points us roughly in the direction we're going next, because in the same year, Jean-Jacques Perry and Gershon Kingsley released the album that would define electropop in the 60s and 70s. Frenchman Perry had a good grounding in electronic music, being a virtuoso on the early electronic instrument, the ondioline, 
which was strangely missing from earlier episodes of this podcast, but let's brush over that, shall we? Um, invented in 1941 by Georges Jenny, the Ondialine was monophonic, but featured an extremely expressive keyboard, which was both pressure-sensitive and capable of producing a natural vibrato sound due to a special spring mechanism. Like the Hammond Nova Chord and Ondis Martino, it was based on vacuum tube technology, but featured a richer sounding multi-vibrator oscillator circuit, which, when coupled with a 15-slider filter bank, made the instrument capable of producing a wide variety of excellent sounds, like these taken from a 1950s demonstration record. First we have violin. <laughs> Saxophone. Bassoon. Mandolin. Joe and trombone and bongos. Trombone Bongos. So, a fantastically versatile instrument, and Jean-Jacques Perry was its master. He first played it on commercial record for Charles Trenet on his 1951 release, L'âme des Poètes, Soul of the Poets. And here's a bit of it. Here's here's Jean-Jacques Perry's solo from that song. Jean-Jacques Perret in Charles Trenet's 1951 song Soul of the Poets. 
After moving to New York, Perry began to experiment more with the creation of unusual sounds, and in particular, what seems to be a peculiar trait of his music, animal sounds. As this clip from his 1962 album of sci-fi library music attests. And that track is called Barnyard in Orbit from the 1962 album Musique Electronique du Cosmos. During the next few years, Perry experimented more and more with tape loops. And after meeting Gershon Kingsley, the two decided to collaborate on electronic pop music of the future. The resulting album was The In Sound from Way Out and it defined early electropop with its happy melodies and odd sound effects. To promote the album, Perry appeared on the American game show I've Got a Secret. Here's a clip from it that segues from the live track to a clearer sounding album version. Uh, now as I said, uh, every single instrument that you saw uh, <clears throat> the sound of it, I should say, can be duplicated by Mr. Perry, but that doesn't begin, believe it or not, to describe the versatility of these instruments. Show us some of the other sounds, if you would, first. Oh, yes. Uh, one, for instance, I will play a kind of... Uh, horror. Horror. see what this instrument sounds like in uh, an orchestral con context. Mr. Gershon Kingsley, help yourself to the uh, other instrument here if you would. These gentlemen have recorded an unusual album titled The In Sound from Way Out, and we're now going to hear one of the numbers from that album. Thank <laughs> you. 
John Jack Perry and Gershon Kingsley uh, from the 1966 album, uh, The In Sound From Way Out. That was Spooks in Space. Not content with reproducing animal noises, he also had to produce ghost noises in space. And that sort of demonstrates his love for novelty sounds, basically, as well. Their follow-up album, Kaleidoscopic Vibrations, added a moog to the mix, but the general feel of the album didn't change a whole lot. However, it did feature more cover versions of popular tunes of the day than it did original works, setting the stage for many a novelty Moog album in the early 70s. From the album, this is Winchester Cathedral. <laughs> Chester Cathedral from Perry and Kingsley's 1967 album Kaleidoscopic Vibrations Spotlight on the Moog. And there's a nice use of analogue delay in that, an effect which is also highly affecting the next track I'm going to play, which is by uh, Gershon Kingsley uh, going solo. Uh, Because Perry and Kingsley didn't work together again after Kaleidoscopic Variations. At least they haven't yet, because they still could, because they're both still alive, although they're both over 80 by now. But anyway, they split up, and you can certainly hear that they were heading in different musical directions. Kingsley's work was becoming a little more serious, and Music to Moog by, his next solo album, is quite a bit less cheesy than the Perry and Kingsley albums. However, it's still light-hearted and features one of the most recognisable and most covered pieces of electronic music of all time. This is the original version of Popcorn. Thank you. 
the original version of Popcorn, which was apparently inspired by the sound of a popcorn machine, and that's from the album Music to Moog By. As Kingsley was getting more serious, Perry stayed in a happy Moog. <laughs> Happy Moog from the album The Happy Moog by Jean-Jacques Perry and Harry Brewer from 1969. That year also saw the release of what claimed to be the first album of electronic rock, Moog Groove, and the novelty Moog record ball was really rolling. From that, this is uh, a Moog version of the hippie anthem Aquarius. Moog style from the album Moog Groove and by the Electronic Concept Orchestra from 69. As Gershon Kingsley was looking to forming the first Moog Quartet, Jean-Jacques was producing perhaps his finest album, Moog Indigo. It features this heavily sampled and very famous track. <laughs> Thank you. 
but it also continued with his fascination of making animal noises with synthesizers, as can be evidenced in this excellent track from the album, Cat in the Night. In the Night from Jean-Jacques Perry's 1970 album Moog Indigo and I'm sure that also featured the Ondeline as well there it sounded very very much like it by the early 70s the Moog record sensation was well underway with current hits rendered extra cheesy by the amazing Moog here's a track from an album that I got from a charity shop called hits of the 70s Moog style and this track doesn't feature the standard drums and bass, which uh, a lot of the other Moog records feature, and it just features pure Moog. Uh, this is their version of Amazing Grace. <laughs> Thank you. 
Uh, Amazing Grace from Hits of the 70s Moog style. It doesn't really say who actually did that version, but yeah, that's the album it's from. And it's also a demonstration of how high-pitched a synthesizer can go in a way. It keeps on going higher and higher. And that is from 1974. However, the Moog wasn't the only instrument to have albums dedicated to it. And I have to thank Chad Wilson for sending me this album, which is GX1 by Rick van der Linden. And it's made entirely using a Yamaha GX1. A precursor to the CS80, the GX1 is a huge polyphonic analog synth with two polyphonic keyboards, a mini monophonic solo keyboard, and a foot-controlled pedal board, and a built-in drum machine. It's also one of the earliest synths to have presets which were stored on cartridges called tone modules. So let's hear it in action. This is from a track called Super Dream GT2000. Super Dream GT2000 from the Yamaha tribute album, in a way, uh, GX1 by Rick van der Linden. That's from 1978. Although dying out from the late 70s onwards, the novelty Moog records have attracted a dedicated fan base and even spawned imitation acts such as Moog Cookbook. This is their version from the 90s of... Born to be wild.
Born to be Wild by a Moog Cookbook from the album Ye Olde Space Band from 1997. Jean-Jacques Perry has been active recently too, collaborating on two albums with Dana Countryman in a typically happy-go-lucky style, and more unusually with Luke Vibert, although I believe that Vibert did most of the music but used a lot of Perry's sounds. Here's a couple of examples from both of them albums. Jacques Perry and Luke Vibert from the album Moog Acid from 2007. And before that you heard Troll's Story, The Arrival of the Queen, from the Happy Electropop Music Machine from 2006 by Jean-Jacques Perry and Dana Countryman. Well, that's just about it for this episode and hopefully for the 70s, although I think another couple of tracks from the 70s might creep into other episodes of this. Um, 
Also, I'm going to try and uh, speed up this podcast a little bit, maybe not in terms of when I release them, but in terms of the things I'm covering. I'll probably do less detail about individual artists from now on because there's so much going forward into the 80s and 90s that it would just be impossible to to do it in as much detail as I have so far. So I'll, I'll perhaps concentrate a bit more on genres and where individual artists warrant a full program to themselves. They will get it, of course. If you want to be added to my mailing list, you can, of course, email me at info at triptreeproductions.co.uk. And I also set up a MySpace ages ago for this program, which is myspace.com slash a history of electronic music. But I don't really go on it to check whether people look at it or not, but it's there anyway. Well, thanks for listening. And I'm going to leave you with a track I'm sure you know well enough already. After touring with Gershon Kingsley's first MOOC quartet, American Stan Free went to Germany and recorded Kingsley's most well-known composition with a bunch of fellow players. They called themselves Hot Butter, and their version of Popcorn was a massive hit worldwide, introducing millions to the wonderful world of electropop. Enjoy. Howdy partners, this is Jean-Jacques Perret. And this is Dana Countryman. We hope you like our CD and thanks for finding the secret message. By the way, 
The real secret message is in the music and it's a message of happiness and humor. And the world desperately needs to regain its sense of humor in order to be happy. We had a blast making the CD and Jean-Jacques and I laughed a lot during the recording sessions. Be sure to check our websites for information about another possible CD project. So, thank you from your friends Jean-Jacques Perret and Dana Countryman and, and don't, don't forget, forget to be happy! happy. <laughs> Yahoo!